existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Annalisa. And I'm Reese. And this is to Ellen. Oh yeah. wait, when do oh. I? <laughs> Generation Q edition. Oh no! I, is it because you both were thinking about singing it, and then you didn't commit to singing it? Because I that was in my head. That was I had that thought. Okay, I do have bottoms up, bottoms up stuck in my head, but um, we can talk about that shortly. Okay, all right. Okay, great. Um, let's. <laughs> I've been thinking about making an imperfect harmony joke. Does that count? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think about singing it because I'm a bad singer and no one wants yeah. to hear me sing. I think that I am a bad singer who does think that people want to hear me <laughs> sing. Interesting. Mm, I feel like one of you is lying to me and is actually a good singer. That's <laughs> it's just not like me. my theory. And I think it's Annalisa because <laughs> I know you like karaoke and I don't think, I don't know. You feel I feel like you're someone who is just like exceptionally at least competent in everything you do. So if you like karaoke, I have to imagine that you have like a surprisingly great voice. I think I have like a charmingly average voice. You know what I mean? Like I'm so selling like most it- of the cast of the hour generation Q. <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling it with like feeling. Uh-huh. Which is actually I think what the cast of Generation Q once more with feeling? Yeah. I thought they were good singers. I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm so certain that this episode will have polarized us the most of any episode <laughs> we've done yet. I'm certain of it. The three of us? The three of us. Like, I think this All is right. the one we're going to be farthest <laughs> apart on. It's interesting because I love musicals. Uh-huh. I was a defender. Reese and I both on autoshadow.com were defenders of the transparent musicality finale. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I went into this with hope, with <laughs> dreams. To quote another famous lesbian musical, <laughs> don't shit on my dreams. It's just my fantasy of what will probably be, but it won't be. What musical what is that musical from? Is that? that would be Girl Trash All Night Long. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, do you want to tell us about this episode, Drew? Sure, I would love to. Um, this is episode 306, Questions for the Universe. It is directed by Nancy Mejia, who we talked about last week. Um, and it's written by Alison Wong, who was a writer on the unfortunately cut short fourth season of One Day at a Time. Hmm. And this is her first season writing for Gen Q. And then coming up soon, wrote on Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies, which I'm so Ooh. excited about because I love Grease. And also I love the showrunner of that, Annabelle Oaks. She's like one of my favorite people in the industry. Um, so very excited for Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies, another musical television program. Um, that one's going to be a musical? Yeah. That's fun. It's Grease. Sure. And Grease is, is the word. The word. <laughs> <laughs> nice, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Should we, should we get into the episode? We should. Well, Shane's having a foursome. <laughs> she doesn't seem that into it. I'm also wondering mm-hmm. why she didn't just call Ivy. I'm also wondering why we couldn't get like a hot foursome before Shane realizes she's <laughs> not into it. Like, please, for like my dying crops, I just want one full, complete hot sex scene this season. Every sex scene this season feels so like 
almost cut short or like, yeah, no one's having fun or you're just like not quite. Right. This is not the first time Shane's like invited girls over to have sex while she sits in a corner brooding and drinking alcohol and looking really unhappy because of a relationship choice that she made herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of her thing. Yeah. It's sort of her kink, really. So, yeah, you know, um, this episode opening with the song saying this go all night. was <laughs> such a, like there was no like dipping a toe into the music on this episode. It was just like from the start, we're making choices. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, for one, loved Alice's tracksuit. Yes. Uh-huh. Not you, for one. That's all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alice is on the phone with Sophie talking about a team building retreat um, that they are going on soon, which is very exciting. And then we find out that, I mean, we knew Shane was having the foursome at Alice's place, but Alice is headed home and walks in on them uh-huh. um, and says, That's a lot of n- naked people on my velvet couch. Bisexual velvet couch. That's in my notes, too. <laughs> what a classic little bisexual moment. Yeah. Do you feel like, Reese, when mm. they talk about how the green velvet couch is bisexual, do you think of your blue velvet couch as being in that family or what? I think so. I don't know what it means that I picked a blue one instead of a green one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes me more or less bisexual than someone who picked a green one. But I guess, ultimately, it's really up to Wayfair. <laughs> right. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And who am I to argue with the Wayfair? To machine. argue with the ways of Wayfair, a <laughs> yeah. ethical uh, boutique furniture haven. In, locally sourced. Uh, locally sourced. Artisan. Yeah. Artisan furniture store. Because those are the types of furniture stores I can afford to shop at. Right. Sure. Speaking of smart shopping, Finley <laughs> is looking through CarMax <laughs> because apparently, you know, uh, Shane and, and um, Tess are paying Finley well. And so now she wants to get a car. And I love that for her. As someone who doesn't have a car, I would love a car. And <laughs> I think, I, have you tried CarMax? <laughs> I, you know, I haven't because I, I just, I, the, it's also gas and insurance. I'm not, mm. I'm not in a place where I can get a car. My, my take on this is CarMax is paying Finley directly for this product placement yeah. of CarMax. Like, <laughs> this, He's an influencer. This is the most I've heard someone say CarMax in like years. So Right. But it's not a great sell for CarMax because immediately it's like inconvenient for her right. to go see the car. Mm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like the scene, so she like walks in and and Sophie's packing and she's like, what are you doing? Like, she doesn't seem to know Sophie's going away for the weekend. Like, what? Yeah. Well, well, Reese, what what you don't understand is that they (laughs) need to justify the end of this episode (laughs) by creating conflict that isn't established in previous episodes. It it reminded me so much of Glee where like, I'm like, they changed the whole plot of this relationship just because they wanted to use this one popular song in this week's episode in a way that was that fit in with the plot. Finley seems to have wanted Sophie to give her a ride. And Sophie's like, well, I can't do that. And then Sophie's like, I won't go on the trip. I'll just give you a ride. Which reminds me deeply of things I have said, well, in emotionally abusive relationships, which I didn't think Sophie was in. Like offering to cancel your weekend work trip to drive your... That's what you do if if you are like in a really bad relationship. It's one of those things where like this episode makes it so... If you're like, oh, I would like shipped Sinley, you don't have an argument, but it's like, but who they are in this episode, I don't, I mean, we'll get to this multiple times throughout this, but I, I was so, I was like, what? Right. right. You're like, I can't justify shipping Sinley in this episode, but, 
but the no. but let me convince you that the old Finley, <laughs> I did yeah. have a reason. I promise. <laughs> yeah. And also, in what universe, like when if you're in a relationship with someone, especially someone you're living with, you are acutely aware of their travel plans. Like, there's no relationship on earth. Like, this is a suspension of disbelief that that goes beyond Finley interrupting the wedding. <laughs> that Finley would not be aware that Sophie was going away for the weekend. What in the fucking hell? Why not? Why not just have it be that Finley was like, "Oh, I thought you left like tonight," and and Sophie could be like, "Oh, well, I have to help Alice prep." And right. like, Sophie's like, and like Finley's like, "Oh, it's these little things that I'm like, what? Ah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah." To not know about your partner's like your live-in partner's travel plans until the morning of, like even last night they didn't say anything about it. Yeah, right. True, you're right. Like it's so much easier to be like oh, I thought you were leaving in three hours. I thought you were going to drop me off in Reseda right. before you left. They even had to put Fidley in a separate room so that she would be walking into the bedroom where Sophie was packing. Right. Like at any point yeah. in blocking that, did someone think, you know what? This doesn't really add up, does it? <laughs> you know? I'm going to say something really brave right now, which okay. is that I did I did improv in high school. <laughs> Safe space, <Oof>. but yikes. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the funniest person on my team or at or like had the best jokes or whatever. But what a, my function on that improv team in high school was that everyone else would be all chaos and like funny, blah, 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 blah. And I would like justify these like six <laughs> different high school comedians with different ideas of what the scene should be and like justified how it could all work together. Yeah. And I feel like the Elward Generation Q needs someone to play that role to be mm. like, yes, you have, oh my God, great idea. Yeah. I love it. I love it. More of this energy. So what if we wrote this one line so it makes 10% more sense? Right. Easy. Also, the return to the Tess and Shane pattern of like someone having a phone and texting in their hand half-heartedly and being angry, like <laughs> not actually fight. Like it just was the exact same. It was like copy and paste yeah. from last week. I was like, oh, so they're breaking up. This is the sign. Right. That, mm -hmm. You know, when you yeah. start texting angrily and that means that you're <laughs> breaking up with your partner of a long time. Perfect. Yeah. I will tell you this. I went into this episode thinking one of three couples were breaking up and two weren't and I left this episode completely wrong about all of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so Shane says that she's sorry to Alice and as Alice is like cleaning up, it's very funny and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I did love, I loved all the Shane and Alice stuff this, this episode. Yeah. As always, I love when the L word characters are with their friends <laughs> yeah. solving each other's problems and moving <laughs> around. For some mm -hmm. reason, yeah. as soon as they start kissing and talking about romantic relationships, I'm like, uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Alice invites Shane to go do ayahuasca with her and her work <laughs> retreat, which we'll get to later. But I have questions about that. Um, <laughs> and then we get a, we get to find out a little bit of plot about that Ivy left because she got a job in New York. So she mm -hmm. won't be on the retreat, which is that's the sort of thing where I go. Yes. Is that overly convenient? Sure. But at least you gave me something right. to hold on to. At least it makes sense that Ivy's not there. They found a perfect way to bring it up. Like it wasn't like clunky exposition. Mm -hmm. Like shaming, like I can't go. I hooked up with one of your coworkers for being like, she's in, like, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think, I do think that maybe a little bit less convenient of exposition <laughs> explanation would have been if she was like, oh, this is just like our senior staff or whatever, which would yeah. also explain why you're having... Anyways, again, we'll get to it. <laughs> Why in the you're next scene, but. comfortable doing drugs with your employees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a chill. We're doing drugs. It's like the plan that went out on the agenda is that we are doing ayahuasca at a work-sanctioned event. Also, like, what if, like, I just am like, what if Finley was still working in that office? Like, there's no one else sober who works on the Alice Show. Like, it's just a weird. 
like I, I don't need to think about it that hard. I get it, but it's just weird <laughs> that a show that's like trying to engage with sobriety would just casually be like, it's not up to do. Like we're doing a whole thing and we're having like, we're just doing drugs. And it's like, 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 like you know, I would love to do ayahuasca with Alice. That sounds very fun for me personally. It's also just like, why? Cause also Alice could have, I guess it's because they wanted to be like, Alice, you think you're doing this work retreat, but whatever. But it could have been like, Alice was like, I'm taking Sophie to do ayahuasca because she's never done it before. Like, you should come. Like, I- I'm just so baffled. But then who would all of the background dancers Who would the been? background dancers be? Answer that other question, people, <laughs> Other sh- oh, like, yeah. strangers on the ayahuasca retreat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, could I've be never gone to a retreat. I don't know. All I know is that I would never want to do drugs in this environment because <laughs> the group leader's name is mercury and she's just like this healer white woman who's like, yes and it's like it's like satirizing her but i was like i don't think i'd feel safe doing drugs here like i don't think this is where i'd want to be tripping um, i love that when like when they were getting off the bus and all and, and getting their like juices and spritz and, and stuff like the way shane was acting was completely like original series shane like her walk mm-hmm. and, and even her outfit like i was just like i miss mm-hmm. this this sort of like yeah. low-key like burnout Shane just mm-hmm. feels like such a richer character to me I guess yeah you know and I and like her like her putting her arm around Sophie and be like do it for the drugs I'm just like yeah I know this person yeah, um, and all of the, the dialogue like I love the three of them together because they're three such strong actors and strong characters and like so I I don't know I really like I, I really enjoyed it that yeah, all that stuff that. at some point in my notes right here I wrote wait so Taylor is really gone so I one of those lines <laughs> of dialogue must have convinced me like oh I was totally off um, they all are told to write down their intentions. Alice says, will I ever find the one? Shane says, why do I blow shit up? And Sophie says, is Finley right for me? A question <laughs> that she didn't seem to be asking <laughs> until this episode. I can answer um, it. Yes. <laughs> Listen to us. Yes. Listen to us. Then Shane says, oh, please don't let this turn into a musical. Which I will be screen capping and including on the Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did that for us. Yeah, we got our first number. Have a nice trip. Yeah, I just wrote have a nice trip in quotes. This had, it did have really strong, transparent, musical finale vibes. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, I loved it. Me too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Here's one thing about me. As soon as people are singing and doing a little dancey dance on their screen, on my screen for me... <laughs> I'm sold. Yes. That's, uh-huh. that's enough for me. Bless it. I am famously a Grey's Anatomy musical episode apologist, and they don't even dance in that. They're just singing pop songs. Love it. I love it. Okay. I'm just going to say, I, I, I'm going to try to not be too much of a screwed, but I, <laughs> I, I really did think that like, this might be my least favorite episode of the L Word. <gasps> generation oh my god except for the finley sophie stuff which i obviously am deeply upset about i loved it me too (laughs) i'm so happy for you both and i'm happy for (laughs) listeners who agree this is my this is the reason why i i was frustrated with it primarily because i don't need it to be like great right (laughs) the songs are so generic and when i think about what i would want from an l word musical it's to have like a few like fun musical theater songs that I can listen to that have to do with lesbians and none of this. Like I think about, I think about something like uh, the prom, right. Which I was a defender of, which, you know, like I enjoyed that. For that. If, yeah. But like, again, literally like, like Anna said, singing and dancing for me on my TV. I'm, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, but like note to self, don't be gay in Indiana. Like that song is like so good because you mm-hmm. have this, you have this like 
thing where you're like, oh, right, this is a gay musical. And so to have an L word musical where the songs like are literally the hooks are like, have a nice trip. Like you're the one, like <laughs> I need to choose myself. Like these platitudes, it's the same mm. issue I had in the last episode with like the Shane Tess fight scenes where I'm just like, give me something, like give me something beyond where I couldn't take this song and put it on any other show on television. Well, bottoms up, bottoms up is kind of gay if you think about it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Like, yeah, sure. But like, I just, I don't know. I just was so, I was so underwhelmed by like none of these songs I want to listen to. Sure. And it just feels like what a missed opportunity. Like, I just like think about four seasons of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, like uh-huh. where. Oh God, what a good show. Yeah, I mean. Had at least one song that I like listened to for pleasure on Spotify. And like, sometimes there'd be like three songs episode. And like, not everyone's Rachel Bloom, but it just feels like if you're going to do a musical episode, why not? There are, I still have songs from the Transparent Musicality yeah. finale stuck in my head. Like, there is not a single song in this episode. There's some songs that are better than others, and there's some scenes that in the context of watching it, I was like, yeah, sure, this is, like, totally fine or good or whatever. But, like, I just was so baffled by the decision to write original music if it's not going to feel original. And so then why not just give us, like, a fucking jukebox musical with, like, gay recent songs? Like, let's have Sophie sing... Becky's so hot. Right. Sure. Whatever. Like, have Fletcher songs. Have Kehlani songs. Like, have songs with people who aren't on the show. Like, but just, I I just, I don't know. So that's my thing. We can now move forward. And I want to validate that quibble. Yeah, you are right. You're not wrong. (laughs) And now I would like us to move forward on (laughs) my feelings. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, But you're not wrong. Yeah, they're not super original. The one thing, or like, they're not super exciting, but... I felt like even from the jump that I wrote in my notes, like Leisha Haley, especially in the first, the like other side song is so committed mm-hmm. that I was just like, I'm <laughs> her facial expressions. Yeah. Like she's selling it so much that I was like, great. And like, yeah. Will I remember words to these songs later? No. Will I remember like Leisha Haley getting lifted over the head of a bunch of background <laughs> people like spinning in a circle? I might. Yeah, I do right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I'm being very musical, like very music <laughs> focused and not enough dance focused and character <laughs> right. focused. Or like L word focused. This is like the house music come to life, you know? It's like the, right. it's the That's soundtrack, true. like, you know, being danced to. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I, but they could have danced to I Want to Dyke All Night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. You're 100% correct. But it could have been better. Yes. Like, it doesn't even need to be like Fletcher songs. Like, get some I mean that's not Shane and Alice's reference points like right. imagine if they were they were doing like slightly altered parodies of like Indigo Girls songs or like oh, yeah. you know well you know who writes songs is isn't Alicia Haley yeah okay well we're gonna get to that <laughs> well I'll save that for for later but but let's let's move forward into Shane's little sailor ditty okay so yeah Shane is dropped into sort of like on the town <laughs> sailors and dames kind of guys and dolls like 40s musical and Tess is like a cabaret performer at Dana's, which looks the same outside. There's a lot of butch sailors. Yeah, there's a lot of butch sailors ogling Tess. And Tess is, Shane is trying to get to Tess as like the main crux of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in this little pop of the musical scene, they pull them apart. Like they're dancing together. Yeah. They're flirting with each other. It's kind of fun. I like the like style. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love that Tess and Finley both drink in the in this weird fantasy yeah. world it reminded me of like Artie dancing in the in in like glee you know what i mean wow. yeah oh <laughs> like, boy yeah just like why 
I've never seen one episode of the television program Glee. <gasps> wow. I mean, uh, if, well, if you, you know, liked this, you will love Glee. <laughs> <laughs> you would love Glee. Like, not to, not to like, I mean, I loved Glee, so I'm not insulting you. Like, I watched all six seasons in the pandemic, as some of you know, because of my thread that still sometimes goes viral. And I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know things about Leah Michelle when I was like, <laughs> also, it was a pandemic and I was very alone and wasn't having sex with anyone. Like, <laughs> I don't love that there is a bunch of thirst tweets about Leah Michelle on the internet. Yeah, but if you deleted um, them, you'd ruin the thread. Right, exactly. So I'm keeping it. But just know that. Check the dates. Check the dates. And then we cut to Sophie's drug trip scene is in a black and white like sitcom. Like I Love Lucy or, you know. Called Finley's yeah. Home. Called Finley's Home. Uh, so so Finley's Home is a sitcom about Finley, the man of the house, who's <laughs> wearing an oversized suit and doesn't want Sophie to talk. Literally doesn't want Sophie to talk. Finley says her boss is coming over and she's up for a big promotion and she would like it if Sophie did not speak for the duration of the meal because then Sophie will say something stupid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and every the audience loves it. They love her silencing Sophie because it's the 50s and that's what you did in the 50s. You took Valium and you silenced your wives. <laughs> I did like that they used that like Micah and Maribel are like the boss and boss's wife to like get yeah. them into it because I was a little bit like, are we just not going to have these characters? And so I was, I liked the way that they thought that through. And then we get to honestly, my favorite part of the episode, <laughs> which is Danny as old timey TV director. <laughs> yeah. Danny has this whole like Dorothy Arsner energy. And I'm just was like, <laughs> she's in like a Catherine Hepburn type of like oversized boxy yeah. suit. Right. Kind of look. Yeah. And this is, yeah, Drew, not to step on your toes because I think this is your specific brand of horniness, but this did do a lot for me also. I was like, yeah, yeah. this is good. Yeah, it was incredible. And I think the, I think the idea here is that Danny, they feel like it's a metaphor, like Danny's still sort of pulling the strings in the background of Sophie's life in some way, or like right. he still has an impact on it. So like, is this like Finley calls cut, like has the scene mm-hmm. cut? Yeah. Because yeah. she thinks Sophie's doing a bad job. There's like a really funny aside with Micah and Maribel here. I had lines I were stepped on. Any more motivation to walk to the door. <laughs> yeah. It was like a cute little aside. And then it ends with, this segment ends with Finley kissing Danny, which is mm-hmm. the only time we're probably ever going to see that. Except for on yeah. the promo posters. Don't they kiss in that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And Sophie was is astounded by this turn of events. As was I. Mm-hmm. That Finley is sleeping with the director. Problematic. But it's the 50s. And this is what you did in the 50s. Have either of you done ayahuasca? No. No. I haven't either. Well, if you've done ayahuasca, let us know. Do you pick a genre of media <laughs> and then and then have a fantasy in it? Just curious. I would love it if, um, we, if we did. I would love to be in like a 2000s rom-com. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, think, I was thinking like 90s rom-com. That's just the plot of like, isn't it romantic though, isn't it? She like bumps mm, her head. Yeah, I guess so. I want to be yeah. in like a gritty 90s indie about girls who are bad. Ooh. Do you want to be in All Over Me? That's fine. <laughs> I want to be in all over me. Yes. Speaking of Leisha Haley singing. Yeah. Alice is on Alice's fantasy world is a game show called name that flaw. And <laughs> the drag queen Eureka is the host. This is progress. They hired a real drag queen. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. In the original series, they didn't. I do know this. Um, they go through all the exes. Tom, Alice says his flaws. Too conventional. Wanted to get married too fast. Taylor. Didn't like me enough. Nat. Gigi, the answer is Gigi. The answer is always Gigi. 
What? Which seems the, the opposite of a problem. Um, <laughs> when they said the answer is always Gigi, I wrote in my notes, so true. And I wish the show felt the same way. Like, I think the answer yeah. to everything on this show would be Gigi. <gasps> right. <gasps> and yet. That's also not why they broke up. And sometimes I'm like, is this just supposed to be a joke or did, did everyone forget? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I truly don't know. And then I don't remember what Chris Renfro's character's name is. Daddyus. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Teddy? Teddy? Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, Teddy, which is confirmed that their character uses they them pronouns, which uh-huh. is cool. And Alice just says, Coachella! Which I guess is funny. If I laugh. You're like, yeah. 40? Were you going to say over 40? Yeah, I was going to say over 40. That's a grown up joke. <laughs> yeah, I laughed. Gretchen <gasps> laughed. I love that for you both. Um, and then and then it's like, oh, it's the last person. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Jaina. And then it wasn't. It was Alice, but fear not because we'll get there. Um, and then Alice is like, oh, like I have to ask the audience. And the audi- someone in the audience is like, you think you're better than everyone. And Alice is like, whoa. Um, they start yelling her flaws at her so fast that I know that she's trapped in a dream of her brain's own making, but I would have exited the room. Like immediate, <laughs> the quickness with which the first person says something, I would have been like, I'm out. I can't do this. <laughs> that absolutely is what would happen to me if I took this drug is I would be in a room with people <laughs> shouting their flaw, my flaws at me. and I'd be like I know I already know I, I know I have a lot of flaws um, Alice lands on you push people away and mm. then Eureka's like you win and then it's like you have your perfect life and you have your perfect partner and the dream partner is Dana and it's actually Dana and that's it's so Dana. wonderful oh she wins a bunch of bedroom sets too right which sure. I loved the set I did really like the set and all the even while yeah. they're like going through their scenes there's those little signs like on the prices, yeah. right that say like vintage dresser or whatever I loved yeah. I thought it was so fun yeah um I have beef with Showtime's website which showed me a preview of Alice and Dana before I hit play like oh the press website yeah the press yeah. website where you pressed play mm-hmm. like showed Alice and Dana and I didn't know that this was happening and I was like is that what I think it is <laughs> and then when it started I was like I'm gonna see what I think it was they only released like three stills from this episode on the on their press website, whereas normally by this time they've released at least 10. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Dana's got to be in this episode. Something's afoot. <laughs> Something is off here. You know what I mean? Your L word detective skills were mm-hmm. tingling. Yeah, exactly. That show doesn't get anything past you, Reese. I guess. Well... I'm sure this is where we're going to disagree most, but I just was like, I loved this as an idea. I love Dana coming back. And I thought the song was so bland. And it, I was like, I should feel, I should be like crying. I should be so emotional. And instead I just was like, I don't, this is Didn't you think it was funny when she was like, do we have kids? And she was like, no, we have cat sitters because we just travel the world. Wasn't that funny? I guess. Like, I just was like, I just, I just was so... And their dances, their and their outfits. Yeah. No, sure. They're a little like booping each other around the uh-huh. the set. Alice's pants. <laughs> I just think about like all of the emotion that we have attached to Dana. Think about all the emotion Alice has attached to Dana. Like uh-huh. Dana's return in a in song. Like I should be. It should be like it could be this the most powerful duet of I've ever like like I just ah like I just I wanted something more. But they kiss and it's nice yeah. and it's cute say it drew they kiss it and it's cute, cute. <laughs> it's yeah. cute the aesthetics were just so delightful yeah i'm not going to disagree with you and here's how you know i have n- so few notes about what they sing to each other or what they're like doing but i was just like yeah okay i'm watching my two moms dance around you know 
I think it's amazing how they have to keep figuring out ways to get Dana back into this show. You know? Yeah. Imagine if Eileen Shaken just hadn't killed her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I wish that they would think about bringing Jenny back to the show. I know. That was something exciting. I was like, oh, well, maybe this is, I mean, they're not going to, but I was like. No, because they don't even mention her. Yeah. No. Like she doesn't exist. Yeah. Doesn't come up. Except that one line in episode one. On the Pants podcast, Kate said that she thought when her and Max reunited that they would talk about Jenny, that that was like the logical conversation topic. Yeah. Um, but that she couldn't get anyone to do that. Huh. Hmm. Which is was fascinating to me. Like she couldn't get the writers to agree to that. Interesting. That makes me sad. I love old Jenny. Miss old Jenny. Yeah. Okay, so yes, Drew, I agree. I did not get emotional in this Dana and Alice reunion. I felt like warm fuzzies, but I did get emotional later with oh yeah, the reunion having had happened and then there's, you know, the scene that kind of closes it yeah. out. Yeah. There's there's two songs here that I can I can live with and <laughs> one is the that one is that one and one is the one that's in this next scene where we go back to like Finley and Sophie world and yes. Sophie sings a song about how like finally she's going to make things about her and not just about Finley and there's a rap break. The rap I have in all caps, rap break, let's go. I think that rhyming, speak for me, and codependency, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's yeah. inspired on a television musical mm-hmm. episode. That is inspired writing. I agree. Thank you, Reese. I wrote, this song is also not good, but the bar is so low, and Rosani's <laughs> eyes can sing, so I am I'm enjoying this. That's, like, when yeah. she started belting, I was like, oh, that's yeah. a Juilliard Lord. trained voice right there, baby. Uh-huh. That's yeah. what that'll yeah. get you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She could have been singing literally anything and I probably would have enjoyed it. So. Right. Um, and I do feel like that's probably why they made it a work retreat so that they could get Rosiani in it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That number ends with Sophie deciding that she needs independence and leaves. And when she leaves in the fantasy, I was like, is she saying that she's going to break up with Finley or that she just needs to like set better boundaries? I was unclear because them breaking up felt so out of nowhere. (laughs) um, We'll get to that. So then we go first back to Tess and Shane's world. And like Tess is like, there's one of you in every port, which I thought was funny. And, and also Shane has to like run away from these like random girls. And, and then I love their dancing. They were such good dancers though. yeah, Yeah. That was fun. And then she's on the roof and she's like, Tess is in the car below. And it's like, I can't, you know, it's like a metaphor where it's like, oh, it's like dangerous for me to jump. Like, what if I jump and, it's and scary you know, to, it's scary to yeah, jump. It's yeah. easier to like be taken by these girls for one night. And all the background people are like, sex is just sex. Like you only have one, like all that matters is uh-huh. tonight. So, you know. Yeah. I, it was interesting because Tess is like, and you'll be with me forever. And then Shane was like forever. And I thought, oh, good. Like Shane's realizing that like she just can't make long-term commitments. I didn't realize right. this was actually leading to her deciding that actually she can. Although or also like she did. She to. used to be married. Yeah. Like I thought that that yeah. forever moment and Shane hesitating was Shane genuinely being like, you know what? Actually, maybe this isn't the right relationship for me to be in. You I know? had the same right. thought. The way that she said forever was like, oh, that's what you want from me? I don't yeah. That's not my thing. Right. And yeah, yeah, you're right. I completely didn't forget, but I, it didn't play in when I was watching this. But like she has made a forever commitment to someone before. Yeah, so yeah. that in and of itself should not be frightening to her. Right. But that person never wanted her to open a second bar. It's a really good point. But she did want to actually have a baby and they broke up. So <laughs> baby bar. Mm. <laughs> For babies who are babies and babies who are bars, <laughs> Shane cannot handle it. Bar babies. 
Tag yourself. I think I'm a baby who's a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Back on Alice's like game show set, Dana and Alice are talking and Dana mentions that she likes Nap and they discover that it's because she reminds her of Dana, which Mm -hmm. I just thought was very sweet. Yeah. So I think I teared up like at three points during this scene. I remember Mm -hmm. the exact three points, but repeatedly. But like they basically address the idea that like Alice has just been looking for Dana and everybody and that she can't really move on, which I thought was really realistic Mm -hmm. and resonated for me. And like that it all always comes back to Dana and that she's never like really gotten past that, which I think is an accurate portrayal of grief. Yeah. Yeah. I really, that, that aspect of the episode I really liked. And this song was like, I I do think it's the, like Leisha really, it was like giving it her all in a way yeah. that made it in a way that and, and because it's so poignant like this number worked for me Woohoo! i wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like i'm never gonna listen to this song right and i i also was just curious because of leisha haley's history like why her songs were like these and not like like Rock. more right girly yeah, yeah like i just it could have been that could have been fun like i don't i don't know yeah, especially because they're already period PC. Like, they're from yeah. a different time anyway. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, like, I just feel like she can sing. I've heard her yeah. sing. I've listened to her. Yeah. I've, I've, like, actively chosen to listen to her. <laughs> so, it it's, like... It's uh, like, her is my favorite band. <laughs> it is one of my favorite bands. I'm not lying. I, be- I believe you. <laughs> I've, I like that. Like, I've listened to them. And so, it's, like, why not give something that plays to her vocal strengths instead of... Like, I don't think these songs necessarily, like, show off like what she can do best musically, but whatever. Um, <laughs> just so you guys know, Drew looks so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just was like, I just was genuinely as, as a musicality finale defender, I was like really looking forward to this and really looking forward to having like some songs to yeah. like listen. I just like, like we listened honestly, to those like, songs for weeks after the, afterwards yeah like a couple songs in the prom and the whole fun home soundtrack like i don't what else do we have like there aren't yeah. that many i mean i wrote a piece about all the lesbian movie musicals and like there aren't that many and right. it's it's like there's that one song are, um old-fashioned lesbian love story from wild party that, uh, that right, one gets yeah. solo play for me i will just put yeah, that on yeah 100 same so at the end basically <laughs> alice is like is this the thing like you're the one and at this point, um, Gretchen was like, oh, actually, before we started watching the episode, and I was like, I think Dana's going to be in it. I know. As soon as Alice wrote who's the one on the paper, Gretchen was like, Dana's going to show up and Alice is going to ask her if she's the one. And then Dana is going to say, no, I'm not the one. It's someone else. And um, that is, in fact, exactly what happens in this scene. Yeah. Yep. I do wish that Dana had said there are multiple ones, but right. I know that's not really the that's not the party line of this <laughs> season of Gen Q. It's quite sort of, it is like, It's weird to me to suggest that if someone, I mean, Alice and Dana weren't together when Dana died, but like, it is weird to me to suggest that someone being dead means that they weren't your one. It feels like, I I don't know. Again, it's a very easy line tweak to be like, there, there are multiple ones. Like there can be other ones, you know, like, right. Whatever. Yeah. Or to be like, yes, I was the one, but um, I'm dead. So you're going to have to settle for someone else because that's what grief is like too. You yeah, know? It's time yeah. To, it's time to find <laughs> someone who makes you happy in other ways. Like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like I may have been the one, but there are other ones. Like that. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a nice line I just wrote. Because <laughs> um, I do think, I do think Jana was the one for Alice. Yeah, I agree. Right? You're not going to convince me. <laughs> like I'm a, 
I mean, I, I'm happy with the conclusion that she reaches with who this person is ultimately, but like, I'm, I, that's that person's your one. No, I don't right. buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alice asks if they know Dana and Dana's like, in a way. And then Alice wakes up. Right. I did tear up during that conversation. I, yeah, I teared up hard during that conversation. And then um, Shane jumps off the roof. Right. And I was like, oh, and also, wake, and also wakes up. And then uh-huh. we get our final song, which is a reprise of the trip song. And then reprise um, is a word that I read before I ever heard it out loud. And I always read it as reprise. I always thought it was reprise, too. And I think it can be both, actually. Oh, OK, great. Oh, wow. That's so that's is that. Yeah, is the that two wrong? genders. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, reprise and reprise. Um, and Alice, this it was very funny to me. Alice goes, was like, In a way, oh, you knew her. And then looks at Shane and leans in to kiss her. And uh, Shane leans back. Shane leans in. Shane goes for <laughs> like, it. Shane really tries to play it off like, You were high. I'm not judging you. And I was like, yeah. I'm judging her. You leaned in. <laughs> yeah, she leaned in hard. I did think it was a little bit like, in a way, like Dana didn't know Shane in a way. Dana no, knew yes. Shane. <laughs> Dana knew Shane. Yeah, like directly. But whatever, it was the door. Like I, I I genuinely laughed, even though I'd already seen that moment in the preview. I yeah. knew that that was coming and I still was like, nobody on the pod is, go- nobody listening to this is going to be able to see it. But I was like shaking my head so fast. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like in a joyful, delighted way. And Lewis was sitting next to me. and was like, what is going on over there? <laughs> I wish they had fully yeah. kissed. I wish they had fully kissed just for fun. Just touch lips. Yeah. Just a little, Try it. Just a little tongue. Just do it. Danny and Finley kiss. Yeah. Just like spin her mouth. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right. Remember that <laughs> opening of in in, in a season five episode of The L Word where they were like doing lay girls and they were trying like different pairings of potential. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so we got to see like Bet and Helena and like all these other weird combos, you know, yes. mm-hmm. like we, we need that back. Yeah. Try yeah. try some stuff. We're all hey. We're already in an episode of trying and seeing what sticks. So let's. <laughs> I think Finley and Finley and Danny's kiss in that fantasy could have been a lot longer. I'm just I'm just I saying. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I know. Like, was last year the COVID season or was this the COVID season? It's <laughs> a really good point. Good question. Oh, and she, and <laughs> Sophie being like, I have to go find Finley right now. I'm like, oh, who <laughs> are you taking the bus? Miss? Yeah, yeah. Like you're on a retreat. What? <laughs> what is your plan? How much time has passed? Like what's going on? Okay, fine. Sure. Like are you who are you, Uber? the porter? You can't leave the retreat early. <laughs> like, come on. I know. Is she going to walk to the bus stop and scream with a bunch of strangers who are in Surely. Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> I did think it was really funny where Shane was like, and I have to find Tess. And Alice is like, I don't know how to get out of here. And one of them goes, just up like stand yeah. uh-huh that was all fun yeah oh and alice also tells shane like i saw dana and shane's really happy and i only wish yeah. that shane could have said in return and i i saw jenny <laughs> yeah that would be great can you imagine if, <sighs> if shane's storyline instead of like it being tess it was jenny yeah and then that'd be yeah. fascinating yeah like that would be so interesting Ugh. yeah also, we could get confirmed from Jenny could be like, here's what happened. Tina killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Tina killed me. You have to help me. Tina pushed me off the balcony. Um, I actually full send on crying from Shane's reaction <laughs> of like hearing about Dana. Just like mm-hmm. the way it actually, Reese, to your point earlier, like felt like original L word Shane. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, really? Yeah. Like all of that dialogue yeah. really was like, oof. Yeah. And then that carried into the next scene, right? Which is when 
Mm-hmm. Alice is like going through her things for no reason. And she finds, I'm sure, she's <laughs> doing some post soul <laughs> searching cleaning, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she finds the You Are My Sunshine flower like packed away in a box. And yeah. mm-hmm. there is this emotionally <laughs> manipulative cover of You Are My Sunshine coming in. And I'm sorry, I'm simple. I they, cried. They want to emotionally manipulate me. They got me. They did it. <laughs> I felt like this was justified. Like, don't you have, I have a, I have a box like right up in the corner of my room that has like, it's like basically my sentimental box. It's like all my like little sentimental things. So the only thing is like, why is her book in there? But I was like, maybe it's the first copy that was printed. Like I I can. Like I, I don't, I haven't, as everyone probably knows because they're probably really sad about it. I haven't written a book just by me. There hasn't (laughs) been a book written just by me, but I've been in a lot of books and had Mm -hmm. like, copies of them sent to me. Like I've been in lots of anthologies and stuff. And I swear to God, those Mm -hmm. copies show up fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like that was like the most realistic part of the story for me that somehow no. <laughs> she had a random copy of her book in there. Great. I mean, yeah, it makes sense that after that she would like go through her box of like sentimental things and Yeah. And it makes sense that we cried. That flower. Yeah. Wow. I was I, just, I was oof. like full like crying. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about her in the hallway clutching the flower toy, mm-hmm. which makes me cry every time still, even though I know it's the most emotionally manipulative thing this TV show has <laughs> so ever brutal. done to me. <laughs> so brutal. Um, then Alice is like, oh, you like the one knows you in a way because Tom helped me like write this book and it's all about you and pushed me to write about you and be vulnerable. And so then Alice texts Tom, which I like Tom a lot. Tom has great, like, yeah. second, you know, like, a He's second funny. one energy. Yeah. You know, like, I think, like, oh, your, your, like, soulmate died tragically young. Like, Tom's a great partner for life. Yeah, but... I don't know. He's not but the I'm one. Not buying... No. No. He's just the one who was available to be in the rest of the season. <laughs> I see. <laughs> like, that, and that, that bothered me acutely. He could be. He, like... But they never really sold us on it. Like, right. The amount of time that Alice and Tom spent together, like... Most of it was all about Alice's, like, you know, having to come out as bisexual again and that whole thing. We didn't really see them, like, have a lot of passion. We talked about mm-hmm. this earlier in this in this season of, like, it didn't really feel like Alice's, like, sex scenes with Tom were, like, hot or were, like, that passionate or that she liked him that much or that, like, it. it's so it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird choice. But I'm excited that Donald Faison's going to come back. But again, that is another thing that would have been helped by just a slightly different line earlier, which is, like... Mm-hmm. the person you spend your life with isn't always capital T-O, the one, or like right, the yeah. one can look like so many different things, someone you're comfortable with, someone you're, you know, like right. there's all these different reasons for them that they could they could have sold me on it in one line. I'd believe that Leisha Haley's like, oh yeah, him, I agree. Also like of the people who are alive in Alice's life, like Shane is the one. They don't, <laughs> they, they shouldn't kiss. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they shouldn't kiss, but like right. the one doesn't have to be romantic like but this show has a very regressive like outdated very television approach to romance which is that there's like you know you're meant to be with your ex your soulmates it's it's like carrie and big like it's just like a classic (laughs) sort of it's like a you know it's ross and rachel like it's these it's these this trope that i think is quite harmful but we love on television and they're playing right into it so it's like okay i think that the one should have been helena Remember when oh. we were teased a Helena return to this series? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when they they had it on IMDb that Rachel Shelley was going to be in an episode and then scrubbed it. I miss her. Making me oh. look like a fool. <laughs> wow. Um, one thing about Donald Faison, um, auto shuttle writer Christina Tucker and my co-host for Wait Is This a Date 
says that the Scrubs musical episode is the best musical episode in television history. I had never wow. seen it and I haven't seen the Buffy one because I only have seen the first five seasons of Buffy and I only saw the first two seasons of Grey's Anatomy. So I haven't seen that. So I really am not well versed on musical episodes, but just passing that little piece of info along from wow. Christina Tucker. Earlier when we were talking about musical episodes, I was going to say, I think potentially you have to have one musical episode that you go up really hard for. Mm-hmm. And all the other ones are kind of like, yeah, okay, those are musical episodes. And this is proving that, the, like Christina going that hard for the Scrubs one. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I thought the transparent one was pretty great. I really like the transparent one. Didn't we see it twice? Like, didn't we watch it on a screener and then we went and saw it at a live screening like a week later? Yeah, <laughs> and we were, we were... I was so high after the live <laughs> screening at, at the wing and, and Joey Soloway was there and this is before uh-huh. I'd met, met them and worked for them. And they mentioned in Your the essay. Like, post-show Q&A, they mentioned my essay about Transparent and I was so stoned and I just like- So was I. I think I, think I just I, looked at you like, I was like, are we hallucinating? <laughs> yeah, like I was so, I was like- I, it was, and then, and then I was like, I need to get out of here. Like, I can't talk to them right now. Like, I need to like, and and then I ran into them a bit later and have like since fully like worked for them on a show. But like, yeah, it was that was like such a funny moment. But I, I the word boundaries, I still in my head <laughs> sing it, like sing it like the yeah. show. Bound, mm-hmm. Like anytime people are like talking about boundaries, like using that as like a buzz or whatever, I always like sing it which i'm not going to sing on this podcast mm-hmm. but you should look up the boundary song from the transparent maybe you have the secret good voice i really don't every time i'm on sepulveda boulevard i think about the song sepulveda boulevard mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a transparent musical like it's coming to the stage it's coming <gasps> to the geffen it's gonna be at the geffen year next year next year yeah it's wow. in this it's in this season yeah this upcoming season they keep emailing me yeah. about it and let me tell you this l word musical episode could not sustain a stage musical <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, again, it was clear they had pretty limited resources. They didn't have that many know. numbers. It was only a few cast members. Once more, the feeling like every single character had, even the ones who couldn't sing, they found a way to make it work, you know? Yeah. And for like all of the drug trip themed set design, there isn't a lot of like musical theater design. Like they're not doing a huge, like huge production numbers. Like mm-hmm. the production. Yeah. There is production in like the sets are different, you know, like they built right. stuff for this, but like they're not huge moving numbers or like, you know, they're basically on straight sets, like people singing out, which is great, but is different resources than something like What's Wrong With Feeling or the transparent one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we have Sophie arrives back home. Finley got the car is like, it's good that I do things by myself. It's good that we take space. Like has, has gone through like her own journey of, of like, we need independence. And uh-huh. which is maybe the moment you would think that. So who would be like, wow, I, we both went on the same journey. And instead <laughs> yeah. she's like, nope. She's like, I'm not my full self when I'm with you. Okay. So, and then Sophie's just like, I end it. Like right. end it, end it. Finley is surprised. And honestly, so am I. Um, I I get that like their relationship hasn't gone that well this season, but it's also like we've just only seen these like these com- like the whole thing with Finley and Sophie was that Sophie was her full self with Finley in a way she couldn't be with yeah. Danny. Like that was right. the whole deal. Yes. And I also yes. but I think that their whole this whole fucking thing is is predicated on this absurd idea that Finley was away for 15 months and they right. did not see each other right. or communicate regularly, but they were somehow still betrothed. Like when you are that, when you're in your twenties, that long, that's like a, that you're a completely different person. Right. Like 
the yeah. fact that they came back and like it did not seem like Sophie had done literally anything and like so Finley's sober now but you, and and like it seems like is trying to learn more like mature ways of dealing with conflict and stuff like that but like you know isn't always succeeding in that arena but like well, like what if Finley had come back and like Sophie had started dating someone else and right. then and had moved on but like Finley was back and then she had feelings for Finley and then they had to you know negotiate what was she going to do is she going to cheat on someone else with Finley like is that you know what if right. what if anything what if finley i don't know like because the thing is this is feels like finley's first year of sobriety but it isn't right and also i don't actually feel like the thesis of sophie's like voice has been pushed aside or sophie's needs have been ignored is really like really bears out like it feels mm -hmm. like the thing that they did when they talked about finley needing to get sober where it was like there is a version of this i buy if you had mm -hmm. had sophie say hey, when we're at parties, you seem to like go a little bit harder than everybody else. And like, I'm worried about you or like you seem to like rely on drinking when you're in a bad mood or, you know, like those sorts of things that we had seen. But instead it was like, mm -hmm. you're ruining your life and you're like, yeah, so it was like you got arrested for a DUI and that's the only indicator that a human being can have on whether or not someone's an alcoholic. Yeah. And you're like peeing in someone's hallway. It's like this <laughs> such like extreme behavior that like mm -hmm. we is behavior for like, that is, you know, exists, but is not what we had seen from Finley before. Like, right. Sophie's life has changed since Finley has come back and Sophie's life has changed in this relationship. But I don't feel like in as dramatic of a way that they're trying to convince me it has. Like, it's like literally the most classic. It's telling instead of showing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's basic, basic screenwriter shit. And it is baffling. Because they could have done a thing that's like, it's been really hard since you've gotten back. Or like, I realize that I don't feel like you're ever going to trust me. And maybe we should take some time apart to figure that out. Or like, mm -hmm. being with Dre was really easy. And I'm in the market right now for something that's easy. This feels really hard. All of those, I would have been like, okay, still yeah. out of left field. But all right, this just felt like in a math test when you do all those steps, but you get the wrong answer or vice versa. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Right. You need time apart. You just had 15 months apart. Yeah. Like, don't understand. You don't, you didn't figure out how to be a whole person in that time. That, why else were you not visiting Finley or communicating with her regularly if not for both of you to, to like spread your wings, figure it out on your own and then come back together? Yeah, exactly. They've right. made such a point of being like, they haven't talked in the last 15 months. They haven't seen each other at all. So, yeah. what was Sophie doing in that time then? Like standing one still with a with vacuum Dre? cleaner in the living room. <laughs> like I feel like she was just standing there like she's a, in a Miranda July short story, just waiting, <laughs> like staring into the middle distance. And like, I do want Sophie to have her full realized life. Like I'm not saying, that, yeah. I'm not trying to be like, she's not flourishing in this relationship right now. Yeah, exactly. But I don't, but I don't understand why from a writing perspective, she's not flourishing in this relationship. Like by all accounts, this should just be like, wow, I spent a, you know, 15 months figuring out what it's like to be on my own. And now that you're back, we're bumping up against each other a little bit. How do we figure that out? Or right. we know that's not going to work now. So we have to break up. Like, yeah, that's yeah. completely possible. The issue is not that Sophie's life is being consumed with Finley. She's, we've seen her at multiple events. We've seen her at work. Like I just, it's so it's, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, and if she feels like she has to tiptoe around Finley, cause she doesn't want to upset her sobriety or something like then I guess say that. Maybe right. exactly to say that. Yeah. I mean, again, we're always sort of doing this where we're like, okay, I've been given the theory <laughs> right. and now I need to fit the facts to go back and fit the theory instead of like taking yeah. all the facts and ending up at a point where it makes sense. 
Yeah. Like yeah. I was so glad that they didn't break them up when the season started because obviously, you know, I go hard for this ship. But now <laughs> I wish they had. Like I wish that they'd come back and like Sophie had had would have been dating someone else or like right. or yeah. you know, or Finley like wasn't I don't know, anything like Sophie back with Danny. Like right. I don't know, something that yeah. would be disruptive in more of the season. Right. right. There's so many things that like I don't know. She's not even living in the same house anymore. Now Finley does like, there's just, I don't know. I don't know. There's just other things that could have happened. And instead like this whole like weird conflict about her sleeping with someone else where they were on a break that like, honestly has not been satisfying in any way. Right. At all. It didn't really make sense. And hasn't, didn't even come up in the breakup. Right. And Sophie's lying to Finley about that. And now she's saying like her framing lot, like that is, I can't believe they spent this whole season just having them fight about Dre. Right. Yeah. Which who I love. Also, like Dre's hot. We love Dre, but who's gonna have who's gonna have sex with Dre? Is it gonna be Danny? Is it gonna be Sophie? Right. Like Dre's coming back, right? Like Dre's oh, gonna be around. Yeah. Okay. Probably for two episodes, like every other guest. Right. <laughs> I need I, I why why don't we they're thruple. Let's do another thruple. Let's do <laughs> right. Danny, Sophie, Dre. Finley can leave, I guess, because uh, they don't want to do anything with her or or can be <laughs> Shane, I don't know. Right. Couldn't cope with Tess and Shane. Let's just let's just pair them off into throuples because the coupling isn't working out for this show. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of Shane and Tess, then we go to Shane's house. She's looking for Tess. She's like, I I've had this amazing ayahuasca trip and I've learned so much. And I'm like, Shane, for the love of God, can you go to real therapy, not ayahuasca therapy, real therapy. Tess walks out of that glass door in her gown with her eyes red like a war widow. Like, look at her. Yeah. Look at her face. How did how did Shane walk into the door and not think, oh my God, your mom just died? My notes literally say, Shane goes home and then the next one is, did her mom die? Like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Shane's really in her own world. I mean, she probably was like, she's crying because of the breakup. Like, she's crying because of me because I'm the center of the universe. Um, <laughs> and then Tess is like, my mom died. Yeah, Shane gives... I mean, here's the thing. When Finley was giving that little speech when Sophie came back, I was like, this is the speech someone gives on TV right before they get broken up. And then when Shane was giving this speech to Tess, like, this is the speech someone gives on TV right before they find out that their person is going through something (laughs) completely unrelated Uh to the issues at hand. Uh And I was right on both counts because I'm a genius. Yep. And that's the episode. I can't believe that of all the couples to still be together at this point in the season, it's Shane and Tess. Like I would have loved to see Allison Taylor. I would have loved to see, I don't know, Danny and Gigi (laughs) wild idea. Why are they breaking up everyone? Like I literally, (laughs) I I just like what, literally, (laughs) (laughs) like why? Like you can't break up Danny and Gigi and Sophie and Finley and, I mean, and send Ben and Tina to, to the hinterlands in the same <laughs> season, in the same like first six episodes. Like, who's still together? Micah and Maribel? And put me through an Alice like fun new relationship and then totally sink it one episode yeah. later. Uh huh. They don't know how to write conflict that isn't about cheating and about breakups. Mm-hmm. And there's so many other things that people do in life. And I just don't understand why. 
Like, obviously, the original series had a lot of cheating and a lot of breakups, but there was more stuff going on. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like, I feel like work for all of these characters is an excuse to have big events that bring the characters together. Right. There's no work problem. Like, I think about, I think about, like, Jenny in the writing class. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, and I get that not everyone wants circus sequences like I do, but, like, <laughs> I, I do, there just was, they felt like real people. They, they had things going on in their lives. Like, I just feel like there's nothing... And I'm sorry, but I do not count the poorly written pregnancy storyline as something going on in their lives. Like, it really is just so, I don't, I just don't, I'm, it's just, I, I, this episode. I, <laughs> I mean, I loved it, except, except for the Sophie and Finley stuff. And I also hated, like, Sophie's song, which I did really enjoy the words of the song about it, like, now it's her time because she'd been, you know, because it's part of the whole thing right. that I don't really get. Totally. Which isn't just like Sophie, Sophie hasn't been like shining, you know, but like talk about that. Like also like just talk about that, like have characters have disagreements about stuff and like talk about them and they don't have to be about jealousy or cheating. Gretchen and I find plenty of things to talk about, to fight (laughs) about and neither of us have cheated, you know, there's so many things. Yes. And you're not breaking up as a result of those like, and we're not breaking up. Like it feels so like young adult, like. A fight mm. means a breakup. A fight means incompatibility mm-hmm. means a breakup. It's so like, mm-hmm. I'll drag just myself. How I thought about relationships when I was like 20. Like, yeah. I mean, it's why like, I didn't think Alice and Taylor were broken up because the thought of them being broken up because of like that interaction and that miscommunication about whether they were exclusive yet and the speed at which they took the relationship. Like, I was just- That's I, fixable. I, <laughs> right. Or like- Yeah, it's like so fixable. That's worth another conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we all agreed with our points so much that we just sat in silence. I still I still enjoy the episode though. I was just about I'm to really say one thing you. though is that they were <laughs> singing and they were dancing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Twell and Bag Generation Q Edition, one of two podcasts brought to you by Autostraddle.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Twell and Back, and you can also email us at twellandbackcast at gmail.com. Our theme song is by the talented B. Steadwell, and our Gen Q logo is by Jax Co. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at draw underscore Gregory. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow the legendary Reese Bernard everywhere at Autowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we're all here, Autostraddle.com. And finally, to end this ep, let's hear some keywords from our girlies. One, two, three. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, I haven't thought okay. of words. I haven't thought of a single word that starts with Q. What about Quincy Jones? Well, that's a good one. Was that yours? No. I'm giving <laughs> you okay. one. What about, I, what about Quince I, Meat? I, huh? <laughs> the, fr- the freebie is Quince Meat always. Anyone here for Quince Meat? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. One. Go. Three, two, one. Quarterly. Quest. What was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, quit, because that's what everybody does to relationships in this program. Nice. Yeah. They just quit them. Like in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> well, actually, I think in Brokeback Mountain, it's that they can't quit each other. Right. And I wish that they would take that Brokeback Mountain energy to this show. <laughs> Sophie would be like, I wish I could quit you, but I can't. Yeah. Um... I said quarterly because I listened to the entire Fun Home soundtrack and 
cry quarterly. Wow. Oh, I cried for a Tessa's mom. I forgot to say that. Hmm. Even though I don't care. <laughs> Jamie Clayton was crying on screen. So it's like, you know. I cried too. Yeah. Um, I said Quest, which I feel like is related to the drug trip. And also, I was really thinking of other musicals than Lady of the Lake. Like the Camelot musical and Lady of the Lake. And mm. Oh, that's also the name of an L Word episode. Really? Hmm. Yeah, where Jody takes Bet to the lake house and then they throw her in the water. That's, okay, that is actually one of my <laughs> least favorite episodes as well because it it drives me nuts that that Bet like ruins the the best relationship <laughs> in the in the show's history. Um, that's also one of my. It is good to remember that I had plenty of complaints about the original series. <laughs> um, oh, Jody, 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 Jody. Not Jody. a perfect show, just a show I love to watch. <sighs> <sighs> Isn't that the truth? I don't know if that was true this week as far as <laughs> I did. I'm, I I'm loved fading. watching it. I loved watching it. I'm so happy for you both. Drew looks like she's about to pass out. I was tired today. Maybe I'm grumpy. You do seem a little grumpy. <laughs> yeah, we're we're losing her. I'm a, I'm, my birthday's in a few days, but when this episode comes out. It, uh, the like the episode mm-hmm. the, of the podcast. My birthday will be gone, and right now my birthday hasn't happened yet. So you know, I should really be. I should be in a good mood because it's my yeah, birthday week. So um, true. Feel free to wish me a happy bladed birthday um, when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> Even just not 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 like on my social media or anything, but just like in your heart. Just, you can just think like, wow, it was Drew's birthday two days ago. Happy birthday, Drew. That's so cute. Thanks. All right. I love that for everyone in advance of them doing it. You'll feel yeah. it in LA. I'll feel it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, guys. Okay. Well, bye. Peace out. Ellie. Topping, laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking, crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.